Heaven has no rage like love to hatred turned, nor hell a fury like a woman scorned. Welcome back to another exciting episode of One Kick-Ass Bitch. I'm the substitute bitch. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I got this bitch named Renee here. I've only known her like 15? I think it's been 15 no, years. 15 years or so. Yeah, it's crazy. So are you the substitute bitch or are you saying, I'm the substitute bitch? Co-host. But it's like, I don't know if you were calling them the bitch or if you were the no, bitch. No, I mean, the bitch, bitch is not there. a bad word on this podcast, right? Is it in general? It's positive. Besides, women call any, you know, I call my girlfriends bitches. The next thing I want to talk about now, she, real quick. You call me a bitch, right? Well, of course, but it's a term of endearment. Exactly. So today, um, one of the reasons that I came up, I, I went out of town for this. I'm no longer in the usual place where we record this podcast. Should we say where we are? Do you We care? can say it. Sure. We're hot and sunny in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's right. I'm hanging out with Renee. And people are like, oh, you're going to Vegas, man. I'm like, yeah. No, I'm hanging out with a friend of mine. We're getting drunk and watching violent Japanese movies with blood spraying all over. That's what us locals do. <laughs> we just watched Tokyo Gore Police. What was the, oh, we watched Cannibal Holocaust last night. I That was pretty good. I liked it. You liked it? Yeah. There was a lot of rape in that movie. Unfortunately, yes. There, yeah. But the tribes can be brutal. <laughs> the the, the tri- tri- brutal tribe. <laughs> So, now, before we get into this real quick, you've traveled the world. I wouldn't say the entire world, but I've been you, to a few places. You've been around. Okay, you've been to Greece. Yes, I have. Several times. No, once. Just once? Just once. I it was you... a long trip. It was, uh, what, 10 days there? Oh, my God. Still my favorite place. You've been to Rome? Yes, I have. What kind of stuff? What kind of stuff were you looking for when you were in Rome? What did you see? What was your experience? Oh, the typical stuff like the Colosseum, the Vatican, mainly the Vatican. Um, everything around there was ancient. Uh, it was pretty cool. So, in the Colosseum, did you go into the Colosseum? No, it was closed when we went. It was, it was closed. It was closed they because closed it the was raining. Yeah, nobody wants to be out in the rain. Well, you know, they flooded that thing and did sea battles inside there. Did they? I didn't know yeah. that. You didn't know it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the Coliseum's like notorious for the type of games they had. Mm-hmm. They would do, you know, like your chariot races, which is basically like stock car races nowadays. Right. They had those. But they also have, um, they have gladiator fights in there. Yes. I think um, it, that's what it's known for. Which is kind of like the Roman UFC, mm-hmm. is the way I like to put it. And and, th- yeah, I mean, I think the movies portrayed it that they had to fight to the death, but I've been reading that that's not always the case. Also, it's not always the case that, well, if you were a woman growing up in Rome, because mm-hmm. this is a, a, a podcast about women empowering themselves and about fucking going, hey, don't take any shit from Chuck and jackasses. Right. World's full of jackasses. If you're a chick, don't take shit. Mm-hmm. Fight back. Stand up for yourself. That's what I love about you. You're so fucking stoic. You're like a rock. You're like, this is my thing. And these women empower other women, and that's what and we need. You, yeah. And there you go. But back in the Roman days. 
like kind of sort of wasn't the case. No. Generally very patriarchal. Speaking. Very patriarchal society. Women from wealthy families usually were part of a prearranged marriage. Yep. Dad was in charge. Didn't matter. Bet your ass. In fact, I'm sitting here reading off of my notes because I've got... If it wasn't dad, it was another male figure. It was also a tutor. Yes. We'll get into that in a second here. I got a... Uh, if any woman cheated on... Another thing was, if you were a woman and you were married and you cheated on the husband, the couple would divorce and the woman was never allowed to marry again. Right. But I'm always like... So, like, my notes here. All right. Women from wealthy families were usually part of a prearranged marriage. Mm-hmm. What if you were from a poor family? I'm sure there was probably still some arrangement. Probably. Whether it's, let's trade bread, let's trade... You know, a goat, I'm sure it was arranged. If you're in a lower class, and it's probably, it was a caste system, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So if you're of a lower caste of somebody else, so like, let's say you're like a stable dude, right? Taking care of Bob's horses. You go, hey, Bob, let me tell you what. I got a daughter. You've got a son. Mm-hmm. I'll give you my daughter to marry one of your sons. So now all of a sudden she's marrying up in a social class. Right. And just, you know, give me give me a horse. You own like mm-hmm. fucking 500 horses. So then he could do that. And then using that horse could maybe make his life better and like get himself out of that social cast. Right. Well, you'd hope that. I don't know how the sex workers became sex workers back then. Oh, uh, were they, they slaves? Were, were they sex workers? I actually have a little bit about in there. So the next uh, the next stuff I have is if a woman's father rejected her. She was destined to live a life of poverty. Even Emperor Augustus banished his daughter, Julia, when he learned that she had multiple lovers, the whore. Oh, yes. Oh, it's okay. Figures, figures. It's okay for guys to be promiscuous, but Mm -hmm. the minute you're a woman and you're promiscuous, oh my God. Right. Well, I don't even like the word promiscuous. It's like, you're just being sexually free. I mean, it's your body. Do what you want. Just stay safe. That's all. There you go. As long as you fucking get off, does it really make a difference? <laughs> I mean, if you're lucky. If, what? You're clearly dating the wrong guys. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you from a woman's perspective. Well, yeah, talking guys, to a lot of women. Uh, let's not get on the topic of but, sex. We're talking well, about. We're, well, wait, I mean, it kind of sort of gets into this with this. But what you have to understand is there's, there's a movie called Outside Providence. I suggest everybody watch it. And there's a line in there. And the line is. Sex is like Chinese dinner. It's not over until you both get your cookies. <laughs> yeah, but with Chinese food, you're hungry like in an hour. So I don't know about this proverb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to fucking have a drink here. It is Vegas, by the way. I'm saying, oh my God, I just had rum shoot up my nose. Rum and Coke. God damn. Diet Coke. I'm keto now. <laughs> Like that's helping. (laughs) So whether upper or lower class women were expected to adhere to traditional expectations of behavior, women's status is made clear through the works of male writers. It is not known how many women, how women felt about their position since everything was written by men. One historian notes that, quote, we have almost no literary source that reveals a woman's perspective on her own life or the role of women in general. That's history, period. I mean, they wrote about what was important to them at the time. Shoot, we don't know a lot about 
a lot of things. Well, yeah, a lot know? of a lot of women in ancient history, in history general, right? Two things: the men wrote everything, and the winners wrote everything. Mm-hmm. The winners write history. Yes. So to our detriment, I mean, it would have been nice to hear more about women, what they did, and how they impacted the world. Do you think it would just be a lot of complaining though? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would it just be like <laughs> we just find tablet upon tablet of some woman complaining about her next door neighbor and how the dog barks all the time and she's not wearing the fucking she's dressing like a Saracen and who in the hell dresses like Saracens these days? Well, women are more I mean, they're more centered on around relationships. If you go into a this is way off base, but if no, you go into a female prison, they de- develop families. Like men have their gangs, women have families. So most of their issues and such are around relationships. So would the history be around that? Perhaps, but probably a lot more too. Do you think it's kind of a natural thing? Is it like, oh my God, here we are. Oh my God, we're being stereotypical. Like, we're just naturally these things happen. I mean, yeah, no I matter some what things are soci- innate. Well, no matter what the society is, like, if it's a fucking tribe in the Congo, a tribe in Brazil, or it's, you know, a bunch of yentas living in New York somewhere, <laughs> do they right. all adherently... Now, you, you, have a, well, you have a psychology major? Yeah, I have a master's in clinical psychology. <laughs> yeah. You're a little bit smart. <laughs> Kind of, sort of. Probably should have started off the podcast with that by going, oh, by the way, she's a little bit smart. And she's got a job that's like way tougher than anything you could possibly fucking imagine. (laughs) So you deal with this stuff all the time. So do you see, and I was using that as an example where these, it's like women, because they're women, they always, this always happens. Or is it a society thing? Or do societies break down into a certain class or a certain behavioral pattern emerge because of their sex or because of how they identify themselves? I think some things are innate. Like uh, with society now, yeah, you know, as a woman, my girlfriends and having female friends is super important. I mean, they've gotten me through the toughest times. However, you know, I live by myself. I don't want to be surrounded by anyone. So it just depends on what your needs are. But uh, yeah, I think we're still, we need relationships. We need to bond like that. And it's a good thing. But as far as Rome is concerned, if a young single woman's father died and left her an inheritance, she was required by Roman law to have a tutor. Since a woman was normally not well-educated, she was seen as needing some sort of male guardian to guide her in decision-making with her finances. Tutors were also hired to teach manly skills to women, which we'll get to in a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I it, it's no different. They didn't think. Oh, I think it might have been a control thing. Like if women can't oh, totally. read and write, they need us. They need to rely on a man. So, yeah. And uh, if husband wasn't around, then let's si- assign another man to make sure she does what she's supposed to do. I mean, this is not so rare nowadays. 
And you're right. If you really think about it, that's yeah. still. You know, different religions, different cultures. The man's still in charge. It's because we have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that, the that's problem. Exactly it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> but you have boobies. <laughs> I got to tell you what. Boobies are way more fun to play with than a penis. I haven't played with a penis. I don't want to play with a penis. But god damn. I love I can play with boobies all the time. It's like Play-Doh. It's like a slinky. It's like silly putty. It's like an amazing It's all those fun toys when you were a kid. Yeah, see, we don't look at it like that at one. all. <laughs> Which is unfortunate because man, it's a really good thing once you discover that. <laughs> noted noted <laughs> so i have another note here scholar brian k harvey have a quote from him unlike men's virtues women were praised for their home and married life their virtues included sexual for fidelity a sense of decency love for her husband marital concord devotion to family Fertility, beauty, cheerfulness, and happiness. <laughs> cheerfulness. Well, I would have been killed or divorced. God damn. Cheerful yeah. all the time? You're no. Fucking, you're like, I love you to death, Renee, but Jesus Christ, you're like dead <laughs> on the inside. I was like, you ever make out with a, with a, 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 a stuffed animal? It's like the same. It's, <laughs> no. it, doesn't, it doesn't kiss back, but it's still looking at you. <laughs> Unblinking and staring. I'm not that dead. Unblinking and staring. I may be desensitized, but I'm not that dead. <laughs> but I'm still looking at this. The sexual fidelity, and then we go down to fer- fertility. All these had um, Roman like or uh, Latin names, which I left out when I was reading that. And it also notes here, everything's all Petra families. Husband or father had a household. And how Rome was a patriarchal society. Now, when you you've been there, so is it still? I mean, it really kind of is because I grew up a bunch of, with a, I grew up in Chicago, right around a bunch of Italian folks, mm-hmm. right? So, but it still has that, you know. Hey, Mama Mia! Hey, what's going on? It's spicy meatball. You know, you always, you know, you got you got Rose sitting there cooking up shit. You know, you got the Giuliani's or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Maria. Yeah. You, know, you got Maria Giuliani sitting there. Like, hey, what's going on? Hey. And you're hanging out with her kid, Johnny, and it's like, you know, fucking mama's always like, hey, I made some pasta. Hey, you guys, come and eat. You got to eat. You got to eat. You, My entire family's fucking like that. They- right. Yeah, I think it is still like that. Uh, I think uh, there's expectations of women. I'm sure it's better. You know, I know women are be, can have jobs, live by themselves. But-, but what happens when I come up here and see you? One of the things I look forward to, and one of the things you just do, I don't ask it of you at all. You immediately start cooking. Mm-hmm. And you're fucking amazing. For you, uh, when I'm by myself, <laughs> that's the last thing I want to do. Seriously, right. I haven't cooked for myself since probably earlier this year, January, February. I just don't. You just don't. There's some times I want to cook, other times I don't. Yeah, no. I, Would I want to do it every day for a family? No, no absolutely you want, not. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Not my thing. It's not innate in me, I guess. But if you didn't like if you didn't have a job, if you didn't have a career. Right. Cooking every day for the family. You got, yeah, you yeah. got a husband and a, a bunch of rugby. That rats, makes sense. A bunch yeah. of little dream killers running around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then yeah. you would 
I mean, that would be my, they don't want to call it job, but responsibility, my part to the family. I understand that. That has gone on. That mentality has gone on for 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. The Romans were the ones. Did they create this? No. Or was it created from other societies? And because the Romans had absorbed so many other societies, they probably did start off this way. But I can't think of any culture except for natives, Native Americans, I mean, that uh, men weren't in charge. So Native women were in charge. And if you look at some... You know, kids that were raised on the reservations, they have their mom's last name. They don't have their dad's last name really? because it's still, yeah. And Patriarchal. No, matriarchal. Matriarchal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. I've been, I, by the way, I've been drinking. I'm in Vegas, baby. <laughs> it's Las Vegas. You, you start drinking at, I don't know, nine? Well, it's 7.30, but I mean, <laughs> where, but it depends on the time track. zone. It's all a time zone situation. <laughs> What time right. zone were you in? I don't know. Vegas the time, time I'm in. Vegas, Vegas. The <laughs> so then I have here a uh, a thing called Ludia. References to Ludia are often interpreted to mean actresses in a religious festival. And this is an accurate interpretation. But the context of the term in some inscriptions makes clear that some women Chose their own path, the hussies. <laughs> so there was something called Ludia. Mm -hmm. So it was actresses in a religious play. So theater, basically. Controlled theater if it's religious. But other things started popping up that they didn't really have a word for them. Mm -hmm. These women started doing other things. So they're just like, well, they're a Ludia. Mm -hmm. They are a Ludia, not a Ludia, which would be a Ludiation, like <laughs> alliteration. So you have to be careful about the way you say it and how fast you say it. Whether or not you're actually speaking Latin or not. Mm -hmm. It is due to this the, the well-established patriarchy of Rome and a woman's place in it that scholars have had such difficulty accepting the concept of female gladiators. I wonder if that started as a humor first to make society comfortable with the concept of two women fighting. You know, when you look at it in American society, you look at wrestling got popular. Okay, so wrestling started off as a regional thing, and then WWE or WWF is what the World Wrestling Federation yes. was out there, and then they found out that there was a World Wildlife, Federa Wildlife Federation, so they had to change their name yeah. because... WWF was their logo was a panda. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why in the fuck don't these guys like come together and start making wrestling pandas? <laughs> I was like, you can totally do the, the pandas lucha. don't want to wrestle. <laughs> That's what would make the fight so good. Cause the, the pandas want to sit there and eat bamboo and some big ass motherfucker in a lucha, lucha Lido Mexican mask. Right. <laughs> but it was like a panda pattern. Mm -hmm. comes up to the panda like and grabs his fucking bamboo from him and that panda's gonna be like dude you can just go fuck right off mm -hmm. and then the fight will be on and then here we are WWF yeah but anyway so when wrestling was getting popular in the US women were kind of like ring girls 
Yeah. It's really all you saw. Macho Man Randy Savage had Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, she was a, what, what do they call that, a, um... She was like, she wasn't a ring girl. She was like trophy. That's what it is. I guess. Yeah. But it wasn't until Sylvester Stallone's mom came along and said, fuck this. Women should be fighting also. And she started the glorious ladies of wrestling, Mm -hmm. also known as glow. Right. That was seriously Sylvester Stallone's mom started that shit. So here we are in Rome. Mm -hmm. We've got guys who are gladiators who are fighting. Yes. Female gladiators are often referred to in ancient texts as ludia. Remember we talked about the ludia before Mm -hmm. as being female performers? Or as mulieres. Now, mulieres is, it's like, you ever hear, I don't know, with you grew up, where you grew up, I don't know if you ever heard it. I definitely heard it, but hey, that mulian over there. No. So the Italians would call black people, the derogatory term in Italian is a mulian or muli. Here we have mulieres, mm. which is a derivative. So that's, that's the Latin, but you know, it, Italiana is based off of Latin. So, yeah, that's yes, a der- it is. It's a derogatory, uh, derogatory black person term. Mm. It's also the N word, yeah. which is. I looked it up. I didn't know. I was I've ever heard is they called them the N word, and I was like, what does that mean? I found out what it is. It's a ninja. Oh, yeah? The, the N-word is ninja. Huh. Yeah. They're secretly calling black people's ninjas. <laughs> Apparently, it's derogatory. I, I don't understand why, but um, that's what I figured out so far in my internet research on the N-word, whatever that means. Uh, there was another one called Femieri, suggesting that some scholars that only, some scholars that only a lower class women were drawn to the arena. There is a significant amount of evidence that high-born women were as well. Well, that makes sense. I mean, they both were under the control of a man, so it doesn't matter wanted what to get out class. Of, of course. Fucking A. If I go there and I start doing this gladiator thing. In fact, the term gladiatrix was never used in ancient terms. Right. It is a modern word first applied to female gladiators in the 1800s. Wow. So these things, they kind of knew this was going on for the mm-hmm. last couple hundred years. Since a gladiatrix had to fight nearly naked, her status became similar to that of a sex worker or stripper. In fact, all gladiators, regardless of gender, were categorized in the same employment bracket as prostitutes. Gladiators were people who were selling their bodies for entertainment. Mm. So their legal rights aligned with sex workers. A woman needed to hire a private tutor to learn how to fight. Yeah. The other option was to learn how to fight from her father. And we said that earlier. That's why I mentioned where they're talking about the tutors. If her father dies and she inherits all mm-hmm. this money, right? she has to get a tutor. So young girls sometimes learned gymnastics and martial arts in Collegia Venom. How do you pronounce that? That right there. Can you say that? Collegia, yeah. It's Collegia. almost like a... Collegia and Virium? Mm-hmm. Evenium. These were youth social clubs, sort of like the Boy Scouts. And, interesting note, it was at one of these schools, an onion and turnip-based game of tag was created. It became the basis for the video game Pac-Man. 
The Romans invented Pac-Man. <laughs> nice. Technically, eight-year-old Roman girls invented Pac-Man. <laughs> it's one of my favorite games. It was an onion and turnip game. So onions were easily spotted, right? So you, you'd lay a bunch of onions around, and then every once in a while. So everybody's trying to chase. You have a girl. They have like a fucking hedge maze. Yeah. Onions all around it, okay? Mm-hmm. So a girl would go in and try to pick as many onions as she can while other kids were trying to chase her down. But the minute she picked up a turnip, she could turn around and chase the other kids oh, wow. and tag them uh-huh. and turn one of them into the person who then has to chase everything. Oh, I see. Yeah, total bullshit, by the way. Made that all up. <laughs> well, it makes sense <laughs> in that time. They were probably bored. <laughs> I totally got you on that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, that sounds like a game that would occur during that time. Every, every one of these episodes, by the way, that's what I do. <laughs> I read a story that's just, I just, in fact, I forgot I even wrote this. I'll write something into the story that's like totally crazy, makes no sense bullshit. Mm -hmm. And Amber will be like, that's really fucked up. I'm surprised they did that. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's because I made it up. (laughs) Women were not allowed to attend the all-male gladiator training camps. A young girl who grew up going to these privileged summer camps could have gotten a taste of fighting at a young age. Wooden swords were used in training following following the revolt of the gladiator Spartacus, who had used iron weapons of his school to launch the insurrection. So that's that's how the fuck Spartacus was able to fucking fight back. He was like, I don't want to be a slave anymore. Yeah. Oh look, there's all these metal weapons lying around. Hey, guys, let's grab those and go kill the guards in GTFO. That's right. It's a great story, Spartacus. Uh, the movie was... Uh, do you know who directed the movie? Who? I, I'm talking about the TV show that I watched. Oh, I haven't seen the TV show Oh, yet. it's super good. I have to watch that. Yeah, you should. The movie was directed by Stanley Kubrick. Oh, nice. Same director of The Shining, 1964. Men and women were trained in different types of combat, and there were four types of gladiator. The my Emilio, who had a helmet, oblong shield and sword. The Retarius, who usually fought the Milurial, uh lightly armored with a net and trident for a deck or a dagger. Really, they fought with a net and a trident, like Aquaman. <laughs> I'm serious. I I wrote all this stuff, but I don't remember putting all this anyway. There was a lot of copy and pasting. The Salmonite had a sword, visored helmet, and oblong shield. The th- the thorax had was armed with a curved blade called a sika and a rounded shield. Each gladiator was taught to fight in one of these four disciplines. Mm. Many free upper class men decided to become gladiators. Because they wanted the fame, the glory, and the chance at winning prize money that could make them rich. Sure. Women were no exception. In fact, the vast majority of female gladiators took the job of their own free will. The majority of these women chose to fight. They weren't forced into it through slavery. And many of these female warriors were just as skilled as their male counterparts. Of course they were. I've been punched by a woman. <laughs> so you're saying she's skilled? And they, they can punch. 
I was dating a girl one time who like got into uh, martial arts and stuff. And one day came into my work and was like, do me favor. And she was short. And she was like five, three. It was like, stand there and don't move. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Jumped up, did like a fucking roundhouse spinning kick kind of thing and knocked my hat off my head. Wow. And I was like, wow. She's like, I learned how to do that today. Awesome. That's cool. Cool. I'm going to be really nice to you. <laughs> Female gladiators were eventually brought to the battlefield. Their original purpose was to provide sex appeal and comic relief to the typically bloody and to a typically bloody and intense spectacle. They were brought to the battlefield as entertainment. They were they fought like dwarves. Uh-huh. Like lesser animals like they'd put like uh, instead of a lion, they'd have a lion cub. I really think it was for theater. I don't think uh, the audience thought, wow, what a warrior she is. No, I think in it it was in the beginning theater. It was WWF. Yeah. Miss Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. That's why we brought her, That's why I brought her up earlier. Because that's, that's what it started off as. Right. It was, and even WWF, you know, becoming WWE, had, you know, female wrestlers. Yeah. But it wasn't... It wasn't popular. And it wasn't as brutal as it was the guys. Mm-hmm. I think it was played more of a catfight slapping thing. Right. I didn't really watch a lot of wrestling. Well, if you but, think about you know. women's sports right now, it still really isn't that popular. Well, that's what we're going to get into here. It's I'm kind of segueing into... Well, we can do it right now. I think it was UFC with like Ronda Rousey and those bitches... Who are getting mm-hmm. up there and like kicking ass? I think that's all of a sudden. I've noticed at least with my friends who are totally hardcore in the UFC, all of a sudden, like they're paying just as much attention to the women as they are the dudes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of noticing. And that's kind of what happened here with them is it went from this ha ha ha, look at that. Those are girls out there right. slapping each other. In fact, they weren't even slapping each other, they were fighting. They were in comedic fights. Mm-hmm. They were like, when you go to a bullfight, in between what do you have, you have the fucking clowns running around going all crazy and shit. That's what they were, mm-hmm. is really what it came down to. It is also highly likely that lesbians would find this to be their only option of escape if they didn't want to be forced into an arranged marriage to a man. So yeah, you're, you're growing mean, up. If that's your way out. You're not into dudes. Mm-hmm. You got your dad trying to get you in a range marriage with somebody, blah, blah, blah. What would you do? Nah, I'm going to go fight. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you're tainted. We'll get into this later. I get into the whole, you're tainted, you're dirty. Right. Nobody's going to want you because you were a fighter. Mm-hmm. And if you're fucking gay, dude, and you don't want dudes, yeah, okay, good. Call me dirty and nasty and stuff. Y'all fuckers are going to leave me alone? Awesome. I can go after gals now. We can all sit here and be dirty together. Giggity. (laughs) Eventually, women began fighting each other. And it seemed this option was open to them over a considerable length of time. Start finding out how exactly long this shit was apparently going on for. We'll get into the history of it in a moment. Mm -hmm. There is no record of women fighting a man in any of the shows. In a latter passage from the Moral Epistoles, 
So basically, if a woman did this and she won a battle, she would be financially independent and would no longer need to take orders from her father, husband, or tutors. Instead, she'd have independence, a chance at fame, and financial rewards, including remission of debt. Although it seems a woman gave up any claim to responsibility as soon as she entered the arena. I would think uh, a lot of men would block that. So I highly doubt there was a lot that even did that. Aurelius Cornelius Celsus was a famous scholar who compiled a medical encyclopedia in ancient Rome. He wrote about female gladiators, calling them a disgrace and challenging men to imagine their wives coming home with armor and gladiator gear. This was seen as a threat to women's roles in proper society. Celsus essentially called female gladiators vulgar and unladylike. Any woman who chose the path of a gladiatrix was rebelling against society in her own way. Women who fought as gladiators were seen as an official disgrace. This meant that they were social pariahs who went off the marriage market. And the Olympics caused the end of the gladiatrix but not how you think. Women were no longer allowed to participate in gladiator battles in CE 200. CE is Common Era 200. Emperor Sempitus Servus. We just call him Emperor SS. <laughs> he always had a big smile. Mm-hmm. Big smile. Declared that no freeborn woman would be allowed to battle as a gladiator ever again. He suddenly made this decision after witnessing the Olympic Games in Greece. He then outlawed participation of any woman in the arena, claiming that such a spectacle encouraged a lack of respect for women in general. Women were not allowed to compete in the games in Greece, but they were allowed to play sports and train their bodies Like athletes. Women were first allowed to participate in the Olympic Games. Did you know this? Women were not allowed to participate in the Olympic Games. The first year they did was Paris. Oh, yeah? What year? The Olympic Games in Paris. It was nine. Was it in the 80s or 70s? 1880s? 1870s? 1770s? (laughs) There were an Olympic Games in Paris. Um, Women were... Finally allowed to participate. What year did that happen? I want to say the nineteen hundreds. I'll you know, I'll give it to you. What when in the nineteen hundreds? Twenties or something? Yeah. It was literally nineteen hundred. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hundred and eighteen years ago. And that's really not that long ago if you think about it. Fucking no, it's not at all. Can you imagine that? Wow. It was literally, it was less than 120 years ago. Mm-hmm. If it was 100 and, well, before that, it would have been 1896. If you were like, imagine you're 18 years old, man. You're fucking really good at like shooting a bow and arrow or jumping over things or running fast. Yeah. Probably one of the best people in the world. And you show up and they're like, hey, I'm going to kick some ass out there. They'd be like, yeah, you got a vagina. We have a bit of a problem now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're like, what? And they're like, yeah, sorry. 
You guys leak all over the place and do weird things. <laughs> we don't understand them. You can carry babies. Yeah. You can make things inside you. Mm-hmm. We have to use hammers <laughs> and our cock sometimes. <laughs> God damn. There's, we, have, we, have, we have mental problems. <laughs> anyway, so we didn't want that to happen. Suddenly he felt that it would crumble the this, this structure of... Uh, Servius knew that if he continued to allow women to train their bodies, they would eventually want to participate in the Olympic Games, and he didn't want that to happen. Surely, he felt that it would crumble the structure of marriage in their empire. So, the first step to killing that dream would be to remove women from the professional sport of being gladiators. Mm. All because of the fucking Olympics. He saw the Olympics and went, whoa, wait a minute. Women in my empire might want to do stuff like this. Yeah. And a bunch of them are already fucking kind of sort of starting to do it by becoming gladiators. Right. Screw that. Uh-uh, Knock that shit it. off, bitch. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. <laughs> Unless, and if you don't, as a guy, if you're listening to this, they start, they start like getting minds of their own. Oh, no, do you don't things. want that. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Oh. Listen to these other episodes. You'll see exactly how bad it gets. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're inventing Wi-Fi. This I did an episode in Hedy Lamar. Uh-huh. Hedy Lamar invented like CDMA. Wow. Which is CDMA is a basis for um uh, cell phone technology. Mm. Also Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, everything right. else. Like she like That's awesome. Yeah. Fucking Yeah. Cause she the thing with Hedy Lamar is Although she was like this, she was smoking hot, right? She's a fucking Hollywood starlet and stuff. When she got over here, she was a homebody. She mm-hmm. had, she was able to make enough money. She had like drafting tables and she was dating Howard Hughes mm-hmm. and he was like designing an airplane. She's like, yeah, I think that plane you want to build, here's like a better design for it. She invent, like, she was goddamn incredible. Wow. Yeah, it was the Genius. 40s. Yeah, it was the 40s though and she was just some skirt, yeah. some broad, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So, in the year 11, the Roman Senate passed a law forbidding free-born women under the age of 20 from participating in the games in the arena. This suggests the practice had been ongoing for some time before that. It should be noted that the decree specifies free-born females, not female slaves, who were assumed to still have been able to participate. He was also, uh, yeah, hold on, what's his face? was motivated by the concern that women, if allowed to train as athletes, would want to participate in the Olympic Games in Greece, a prospect he found distasteful and threatening to the social order, increasingly deemed that had been motivated by the participating in highborn blah, 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 who cares about that? In spite of the Severian decree, women were still fighting in the arena later into the third century. So although he although wow. he came out and was like, we got to knock this shit off, it was still going on. Awesome. There was some evidence to suggest that female gladiators were honored as highly as their male counterparts. In Ostia, Ostia, it's a port city near Rome, an inscription was discovered that notes the magistrate of the city, one Hostilinus? I don't know how you pronounce that name. Hostilinus. 
Tosselinus. Look at the way it's spelled. Was the first to allow women to fight in the arena since the city's founding. The wording of the inscription specifies that Hostilinus allowed mulieres to fight, not feminarity. And so it may be that Hostilinus was able to get around Servicinus' laws by some legal loophole whereby freeborn ladies of the upper class were still prohibited from the games, but lower class women and female slaves could still get their game on. In the year 2000, a mere 18 years ago, archaeologists discovered the tomb of a woman in her late 20s near the Roman Amphitheater in London. She was in good shape and showed no signs of disease. Her tomb was decorated with gladiator knickknacks. What's like a knickknack to a gladiator? Is it like swords and shit? No, I would say like little statues, things like that. Maybe some, and I don't know about coins. Uh, they had statues made of them, like little action figures. Yeah. That kind of stuff. There were also remains of leftover food from a funeral feast. Funerals of this sort didn't happen just for everyone. This was the grave of a gladiatrix, and there is no record of her name. According to Roman law, Social pariahs, that would include gladiators, were not allowed to be taken outside the city to be buried in a proper cemetery. She was a social pariah, yet a huge funeral celebration near the amphitheater was thrown for her. This shows that despite her social status, she was still loved and cared for. There is a a roughly 2,000-year-old bronze statue which is in the Museum for Kunst und Gutenberg in Hamburg. Maybe Guerberbein? I can't pronounce this shit. Fucking here, you've been overseas. You should be reading no, this. No, I can't. You can read all those damn signs. Anyway, this bronze statuette that this museum has is only the second known representation of a female gladiator, according to an author named Alfonso Manas from a Spanish university. It shows a bare-chested woman in a loincloth brandishing a skith-like object in her left hand. The scholar believes that the woman, his name's Manus, he believes the woman is holding a sika, a short curved sword associated with a type of gladiator known as a thorax or Thracian, which I talked about earlier. Uh-huh. Thracians typically fought in plumed helmets with small shields, metal leg guards that were called greaves. The only other known visual record of female gladiators is a 1st or 2nd century A.D. relief from a Roman site in Bedram, Turkey. It's now in the British Museum. It depicts two female gladiators named Amazon and Achillea. These would have been nicknames, as it was common for many gladiators to have stage names. Yeah. There is little known about the personal lives of Amazon and Achillea, except that they fought so valiantly that they both won prize money. The fight was declared a draw. The name Achillea seems to be a play on the male name Achilles. In the legend of the queen of the Amazons, just as he kills her, he sees how beautiful she is. A possible life with her as his wife flashes before his eyes. He immediately regrets killing her and feels completely heartbroken. That he just murdered a woman who 
could have been his wife. The audience it sounds like domestic violence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why do I have you doing this? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. God, you were so fucked in the head. Oh, there are so many things wrong with you. That's what it exactly is. is. I'm pissed at you. I'm going to kill you. Oops. I I love you. You could have been my wife. Why are we laughing at this? Oh, God. Mess around strong. Done to it. Unless you're being domestic violence, and then you counteract the domestic violence with the same amount or upper level. So, hold on. Wait a minute. So, like, you've seen um, The Untouchables, right? Yes. Where Sean Connery goes, they put one of yours in the hospital, you put one of theirs in the morgue. That's a Chicago way. Mm. Is domestic violence the same way? Like, if a no. Dude, if a dude hits you, are you allowed to stab him? Um, I don't, I think it has to do with imminent threat. Imminent threat? Yeah, like imminent danger. Is he going to kill you? I don't know. Well, it's premeditated. No, if he suddenly hits you and you kill him. Oh, then it's not. Then it's, you got to murder three on that one. (laughs) So you had these two women that were depicted on this relief, reenacting Achilles and Amazonia. And it was two women doing it. And they were so popular, clearly there were like collectibles made. And that collectible they found in a house in Turkey mm-hmm. was like this relief that somebody had in their wall. Wow. And that's all we know about female gladiators. We have the the bitch who was born or who was buried in London. Mm-hmm. And we have like all the little gladiator statues and shit around her. We've got a statue that's in the British, that's in, no, it's in uh, Hamburg. And then we have this fucking relief they found in Turkey that's now in the British Museum. That is what we know about female gladiators. That's it. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. During that time, they still were equivalent to sex workers, right? But would you say, as far as women empowering themselves, I'm focusing on the fact that they didn't want to be part of this patriarchal society. Oh, dad says, let's go marry Bob, and Bob's kind of a jerk, and I don't want to marry him. Mm Mm-hmm. So to get out of it? Well, the thing is, doing that is a sense of being empowered. Like, I'm not doing something that this society thinks I should be doing. And that itself is being empowered. Taking control of your own That's life. right. Doing your own shit. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, I don't even know what episode this was. 16? 15? Something like that. Go be your own woman. Go be a, go be a female gladiator yes and inspire other women and be one one kick-ass bitch